Welcome to this first Basis of Sikhi podcast. My name is Sukhdeep Singh. And my name is Adam Lee Singh. And let's get ready. Yep, let's get straight into it. So what's the aim of these podcasts? The aim of these podcasts is to teach Sikhi to spread Sikhi in a different way, in different format. Yep. So obviously we have the formal talks that we're doing. Uh, the gatha, the discourses, but this is like so informal and we could just have a conversation. And when it comes to the Sikh faith, uh, contemplating upon certain topics is very powerful and just dissecting that topic. Uh, what about yourself? I know this was your idea in initially, right? Mm, joint idea, I would say. I like that. Yeah. 50-50. Uh, I think the exact same. It's, it's a way for us to um, reach a new medium, a new um, audience, of, of Sangat A new way to do Prachar In like a fun Informal way mm. And uh, I hope we can expect Some good stuff In the future Like What what kind of ideas Have you got? Ideas I personally have A kind of bit more Traditional In terms of historical stuff Factual mm. stuff To do is the key Even things to do with like Sports And nutrition And stuff like that Getting in some cool guests But I know for you You have some Crazy ideas Of what you want to do Well uh, whenever we come across like some interesting news story or something, mm. it's always like, oh, we should talk about this. We should make a video about this. Yeah, you keep telling me all the time. <laughs> yeah. So there was one that came up uh, recently, which was the CIA uh, brain reading thing. Do you remember what it was? It was to do with meditation or something. Oh, yeah, that's it. So, so you're trying to make me put some kind of, some kind of sicky spin on it or something yeah, so like that. The CIA did tests in back in the 1980s. Um, and they were testing basically about spirituality and they were measuring people's brain waves. Okay. And seeing if they were like, these were people who claimed to have out of body experiences. Okay. And what they actually found, there was some evidence of, of some kind of spiritual uh, thing happening when they were doing all these kind of tests. And then only recently they released these documents. And you think people want to learn about this on our channel? On this podcast uh, channel. Well, I think it'd be interesting to talk about. <laughs> well, let's see how things go then. For the, you know, the different topics that we cover going forward. Yeah. And then if you get your way, you get your way. But you know I'm quite stubborn. And it takes a lot to convince me. But on that note, we're starting off with the first topic. Trying to keep a bit religious and stuff like that. And that is with the podcast on who? Guru Nandeji. Guru Nandeji Maharaji. So just getting straight into it. Yeah. Um, one really interesting point. Is that Guru Nanak Dev Ji Maharaj was born in today's known as Pakistan, right? So that's a very interesting fact that I don't think a lot of people know, especially when I grew up yeah. in a Punjabi household, mm. not really into Sikhi at all. Uh, especially, you know, that, like we say that beef, that kind of... Yeah, the, between Indians and Pakistanis. Yeah, and for those who know what beef means, it means that like, the fighting, right? It's a lingo yeah. here in the West, in this London area, like, the fighting between the the... Pakistanis and the Indians and uh, didn't know that that like Guru Nandaj was actually born on, on that side of Punjab yeah so you've been to Pakistan as well I've been to Pakistan yeah I went last year and how was that experience? well it, it was different it, it was quite it was an amazing experience like compared to when we usually go to India and stuff hmm. um, like just the whole atmosphere and the environment there is so different it's got a different feel Hmm. Because you're you're stepping into a place which hasn't really been um, modified much. What do you mean by it's, modified? Uh, like for example, if you go to India, any of the historical guru cars, the gurdwara, have been changed quite a lot. Um, okay. In terms of like Gar Seva Babbe, they come and 
um, knock down all the old historical architecture, all the old like monuments, and they rebuild in like modern marble structures. Like but, you have here in the UK. Well, actually in UK, we have um, the listed building system. So I'm sure you know about that. If there's a building which has any kind of historical significance, mm. uh, the government gives it like a rating, a grading, and and you're not allowed to actually change the structure of the building, like the outside appearance. Okay. Um, so if that actually happened in India, imagine the kind of things we'd have existing today, like from the Guru's times, from Maharaja Ranjit Singh's time. So we don't have nothing other in place then, where we can kind of preserve these historical sites. Well, we don't really have anything in place as a panth as a whole. Mm. Um, but I mean, going forward, we could start to put a plan into place. Okay. But the thing is, who would be there to enforce it? Because the way it works now is the the Garseva Babe will get the contract mm. and they'll they'll bid for it from SGPC. And once they get the contract, then that's it. They just make their money and they just destroy it and redo it. Wow. So, and yeah. You gave one example. I remember when I talked to you a few months ago. There was these American Sikhs. Who yeah, are preserving a, a Godola Saib. So in in Pakistan, because it's been quite um, untouched, because mm. um, obviously they don't have that much influence from SGPC from the Indian side. Yeah. So a lot of the Godwara have just been shut for like over seventy years. Mm. Um, literally, no one's been going to them. Okay. Um, and then recently, for Guru Nanak Dev Ji's Gurpurb last year, five fifty. Okay. Um, there was a US organization which went to Pakistan. And which Gurdwara Sahib was it? Uh, Joa Sahib. Okay. In, um, and at that Gurdwara Sahib, they've uh, got the rights to do the um, rest restoration work. Awesome. So they've got like the best um, historical architectures, experts in, and they're going to actually do all the painting and everything and actually make it like how it originally was, how mm -hmm. we should be doing restoration work yeah. for, for all our old Gurukars. And that's really cool. And just even the idea of you going to Pakistan, because in my head, I would have never thought in my life that I'd go to Pakistan. Mm. Uh, only when I started coming into Sikhi and I started to learn that there's actually so much history there. Yeah. Right. So how does it compare to India? Is there a difference? There's obviously Punjab is split, right? There's Punjab in India and there's Punjab in Pakistan. Yeah. When you go there, is it hostile? Because like we saw, spoke about initially, there's kind of always been that kind of heat and tension. But when you went there, what was it like? Actually, there wasn't any hostility and mm. there was so much respect. The the actual Pakistani people respected uh, Singh so much. And I felt like they like they came up to us and they'd be like, Sardarji. No way, Sardarji. And they would proper address us. Don't get the, that here. Yeah, they, they would give us so much respect and they'd be like, come over to our house and he, eat some food. We'll make you, cook you some dinner. And did um, you ever go? Dinner. Well, it depended on the schedule of, of what we were filming and stuff. Mm. But we did go a few times to a few different people's houses. It, it was really nice, really welcoming. Was there many Sikhs there? Um, not really. We met maybe a handful of Sikhs. So then when you look at the Gurukars, the, the, the Sikh place of worship yeah. in Pakistan, then who is looking after them? Is it the Sikhs then or is it like a mixed thing? What's going on there? Well, uh, it was mixed. So mm. like for the past few years, it's been... Um, the Pakistani Gurdwara Committee and then like there's a few Sikhs that live around the Gurdwara, a few families uh, and they'll do the daily seva but then interestingly there's a lot of uh, Muslims that mm. actually go to the Gurdwara and do the seva Wow So like at, at Dera Sahib in uh, Lahore which is Guru Arjan Dev Ji Shahid Diyasthan um, there's a sad thing about that as well I'll tell you in a bit 
but the Rababis used to come every day and they do kitan there. Okay. And the Rababis being Rababis being Muslim um Kitanis. Okay then. So they were like Pai Mardana was a Rababi. Okay. Um in the same sense, these were the like you could say from that um lineage. Yeah. Okay then. And what about so even when you went into the Godara, you would see that Muslims praying then? Yeah, so you would see Muslims there praying. Um, but the, what actually happened is when I went there, um, because they're starting to open up more, um, there was actually a guard seva Baba there yeah. at Deir Asaib, ah. and, and he had started knocking down stuff. Okay. Well, not him, but the mm. workers had started. And when I, I was just trying to take pictures and stuff mm. of like the whole the Godara Sahib and the environment, and they were trying to stop me. Because they were like, why are you taking pictures of the work? No way. Because they know themselves is wrong. Like mm. you, They're knocking down walls that were from Mara Ranjit Singh's time. So that, this like 200 years ago. Yeah. So that like historic architecture, they're knocking it down and then they're just going to build marble structures that's crazy, in place. And, and that's the kind of point I was just trying to take the conversation down. Uh, besides the whole God is ever side and the restoration work. Yeah. But even just the whole idea of Muslims mm. and like this enmity that we see. Uh, even today, you can kind of feel it in the in the Sikh month as well. Yeah. Like I know uh, you've done a lot of work with different faiths, especially when it comes to things like Kirtan as well, and inviting Muslims uh, to the Godara subs. Even here in the UK, um, in central London, right? Shepherd's Bush Godara. Yeah. What's central? Uh, central Godara Kalta Jata. So what? shout out to them because uh, <laughs> they always support whatever mm. like. Um, project we have going on yeah um and there was an instance last year where we called uh shafqat ali khan who's like a famous uh, singer a classical singer to do kirtan at the gudwara mm. um and when he when it was all planned and the event and the posters went out we actually got a lot of backlash for it because people were like oh only a Sikh can do kirtan at the gudwara yeah and uh but just because he's a muslim they're saying that he can't come and sit in the guru's darbar and do kirtan Hmm. But then if you look at it historically, that was actually the case. There was Muslims that used to come to Sri Harmandar Sahib, uh, Sri Nankana Sahib. All these main Itihase Gudware had these Muslim Rababi musicians come and do Kirtan. Hmm. And that started from Guru Nanak Dev Ji's time. Hanji. And that's just on the side of Kirtan, just singing, uh, you know, doing singing and singing God's praises. But even if you look on the side of this course they're doing Katha, yep. you'd have pundits who are from the quote-unquote Hindu background and they would come and give discourses to the Guru and the Guru would literally call them themselves and say you know sit down and, and share some history with us yep. right so this whole thing today of being boxed off and the way we look at the Sikh faith and you know you can't do this you can't do that it's crazy because we say Gurbani the Guru Granth Sahib Ji is for everyone yeah for the whole world mm. but then we're saying oh no no you can't sing Kirtan you can't sing Gurbani because you, you can't praise Guru because you're not you? Sikh or you don't tie a pug yeah. Or you don't have your full case. Mm. But that's totally wrong. That's mm. against Sikhi. That's against what Guru Nanak Dev Ji started. Hanji. I saw this video uh, a few weeks ago, actually. Uh, one of the Singhs sent it to me. And uh, it was really cool. It was that this, this Muslim father and his daughter. And what, again, it was just a video. It was like a music video or something. But like a, a Tadamik one, a religious one. And what happened was that she was saying to him, where are you going? So he was leaving the house, right? And he said, I'm leaving. To go and praise Guru Nanak Dev Ji. I've seen you this seen one. That, yeah? I've seen it. Is it like the Sufi? Yeah, something like that. I yeah. mean, like sit. I think it's a, in a, a, a 
a historical Godot as well. I don't know. It looks quite spooky yeah. when in the lights and stuff. But he's like, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and praise Guru Nandeji until like I please them or I get their darshan. I get to see them. Yeah. And when I heard that one line, I was like, that's sicky. Yep. I was I was like, wow. Because because for me, when I heard that, that is what Sikhi is talking about, praising the Guru. And he, in the, way, the amount of love he had was that he was saying that I'm going to praise Guru Nanak Dev Ji until I have their vision. And that was so powerful. And that was a Muslim on saying that. Of course, it was just a video, but it made so much sense. And that's something that is lost today, that we get so caught up in the nitty gritty, yeah. but we forget this point, which is so powerful. And, and the sad thing is that it was actually our own people who pushed away all of these um, like historical traditions. Hmm. Like for example, uh, there's a story of a Rababi called Paikalu Rababi. Okay. And he used to do, he was the Hazuri Ragi of Anandpur Sahib. So he would, if I just tell you his daily routine. Just before that, Anandpur Sahib being as in where Guru Gobind set up the, the Khalsa Pant. Yeah, exactly. Okay then. So, so that's a... Imagine that, the, where the Khalsa Pant was, was set up, was created. There's a Muslim doing Kirtan wow. every day. That was his duty. And his family had been doing it for many, many years, mm. going back to the Guru's times. Okay. And so Paikalu Rababi, his daily routine is he would wake up at Amrit Villa and he would recite Siri Sukhmani Sahib part. Uh, and then he would go walk to the, the Gurdwara Sahib and he would sit and start Siri Asadivar because mm. that was his duty every day to sing Asadivar. And just on that note, he would have it all memorized as well. Wow. So all of these Barnia, these quite long, and he had memorized them and he would sing them with so much love for the Guru. You know? mm. Only after that, he would go and start his day, his daily routine, his job. But sadly, what happened in 1947 is because of the whole partition and the split, he had to move to Pakistan. Okay. And as he was on that journey migrating to Pakistan, the Muslims of the area caught him. Mm. And they said that you, you're that Muslim, you're that fake Muslim who goes to the Sikhs and sings at their Gurdwara. So they, they killed him, basically. Why Guru? And the sad thing is, the Sikhs didn't protect him, the Muslims didn't accept him. Mm. So where do they belong? Wow. And you wouldn't think that about the home of Guru Nanak Dev Ji, right? Yeah. Uh, with the whole topic of this podcast. And this is the thing that everyone has love for Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Even when it comes to like 550 years that we celebrated in 2019, the whole world celebrated Guru Nandaji's Gurupurup. The whole world, you'd see pictures of Muslims and Hindus and Christians and everyone. And you don't really see that with many different prophets or saints. The whole world comes together and celebrates their coming on this earth. And it shows uh, who Guru Nandaji Maharaji is and how powerful and what kind of impact they had on this earth. And just on that point about Pakistan, just to go over it a little bit more, um, even when Guru Saji took Prakash, where they were quote-unquote um, born, uh, Guru Nanak Dev Ji, uh, like that Astan is so beautiful. Yep. When you go there, and I remember just looking at the history uh, written by Kavi Santok Singh Ji, a great Sikh scholar, um, about how Guru Saji would run through the village. Yep. Right, and they'd have like these bangles on their arms and their legs. And when people see Guru Nanak Dev Ji, as a child, as a child, yeah. five years old, and they were in awe of Guru Nanak Dev Ji, they were amazed by Guru Nanak Dev Ji at such a young age. And what is cool is that even then they were already doing stuff that was uh, out of the ordinary. Uh, just to stop you on that point, it's so crazy to imagine Guru Sahib Ji like that hmm. as a child because we always just 
think of Guru when we've been brought up, we see Guru Nanak Dev Ji as like the old person with the white beard, yeah. with the walking stick. And they've they've gone and done all the audacities. Mm-hmm. So what what's your take on that? Well, I remember we spoke about this a while ago and you you found my comment quite funny. The idea that yes, we see Guru Nanak Dev Ji as this old man that's a bit overweight. Right, mm. no, no disrespect, but that's what we see in the pictures, right? Yeah, like the kind of artist impression. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji Maharaj was nothing like that. Right, they most of their journey was in their younger age, uh, in their thirties, for example. Right, when they went on their Odasya, when they went the the four or five travels around the whole of the world and different galaxies, right, which is another topic in itself. But the point is that yeah, we don't really realize that all the stories that we probably hear about Guru Nanak Dev Ji happened when they were younger. And just this one, when they're like five years old, even then they're very witty and they're very loving with what they used to do. That like they used to go into their house and take the clothes, uh, take the pande, the dishes, and the jewelry, and they'd give it to the poor people. So they're already very giving at such a young age. And why, if I did that in my house, I know what I'd get a chapeiro, right? Yeah. But obviously, Guru Sahib is special, right? Yeah. But even then, then Mata Ji threatened them. Uh, Mata <laughs> Tripta Ji, who is the mother that, look, there was a there was a panda there. There was like a dish there, and now it's disappeared. What have you done with it? Yeah. Right. So she even threatened to hit Guru Nanak Dev Ji at that time. Yeah. But then luckily Guru Sahib Chacha Ji, who was called, do you remember their name? No. Pai Lalu Ji. Yes. So Pai Kalu Ji and Lalu Lalu Ji. Sorry. Yeah. Pai Lalu Ji was their uh, was their Chacha Ji. Yeah. So their their father's younger brother. Well, and luckily they kind of had their back in it, and they didn't get slapped at that time. Yeah. But the point here is that you know. You can go to those stands today. You can go to those places. And I've only been to India, right? So when I go there, there's certain places I can go to where I feel like, you know, my guru was here. Yeah. Even though it's been built up again, like one example is Fatehgarh side, where the shortest Arabs are, they became Shaheed. Yeah. Guru Gobind Singh, his younger sons, when they were bricked alive and then they had their throats slit. Um, but what is it like then going to Pakistan where things are a bit more like they look... More authentic. authentic, that's yeah. the word. What, what does it feel like there? Well, I think this is a really important point because a lot of people nowadays speak bad about pilgrimages. Okay. Like, because they say, oh, it's like a, a ritualistic thing. You're going to these places, mm. but God is everywhere, right? <laughs> they always bring up this point. That comment all the time, God is everywhere. The thing is though, when you go to these places, you're going to to see the actual places where the guru walked, where the, the guru spoke, and mm. all these stories we hear about when we're growing up that actually happened. Mm. And when you see that with your own eyes, it just builds a, a whole new level of sharda or faith. Mm. And I think that experience is unmatched. So you have to go to these places definitely and actually see it with your own eyes. And even just going to Asia, if whether that's India or you know other place in Asia, just personally, I felt more connected. I felt it's easier to even meditate and to have a clear mind. Yep. Although today, you know, that side of the world is getting very modernized and stuff like that. You can see all the billboards. That's just one example of, you know, how it's getting so modern. Uh, but it's still, you, it's just a different feeling connection there. Even even get, a Siri Hazur side. Yeah. The amount of like, the amount of power you feel there. Yeah. Because all the saints, so many saints went there mm. from Nanaksar, from Tuxal, and they did so much Pagti. Uh, It'd be cool to have a podcast on Hazur just on, side. Yeah. Just on Hazur side. That's all. And like we know some good people as well. That'd be great for that podcast. Yeah. So, you know, if anyone wants to see that, then definitely put that in the comments because that'd be great to talk about Hazur side. But not to spend too much time on Pakistan, 
and uh, Nanakana Sahib Rai Poiki Talavandi where Guru Sahib Ji was brought up. They didn't stay there for that long and they moved to Sultanpur Sahib which is in Punjab, India today. Yeah. And you've been there as well? Yeah. How many, you've been there quite a few times or just, you know? To Sultanpur Sahib and maybe twice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So only, again, only when I knew about it, I started going there because yeah. again, that's where Guru Sahib, that's the second place where they stayed after leaving Pakistan. Obviously in those days, there was no Pakistan, India. But that there, that's where they stayed with their sister, Bibi Nanaki Ji, why, and and uh, her husband by Ji. And what's really cool is that when Guru Sahib Ji stayed there, it, it was mainly because of the relationship they had with their parents, especially their father, Baba Kaluji. Why, and the thing is that Guru Sahib Ji, he can relate to today's world because parents want their kids to be a certain way, right? Do certain jobs, yeah. and that's exactly what happened to Guru Nanak Dev Ji. They wanted them to be a patavadi, an accountant. They wanted to make a, earn a profit. And these are things that we kind of see in the Punjabi community today. But what we have to realize is that our guru faced those things as well. Mm. Many of these topics that we talk about today, if we actually read our guru's history, a lot of our gurus face the same kind of obstacles we face today, even family feuds and issues. And fam even to the point where some family members try to kill the guru. Wow. Your own family members. Yeah. Two examples, don't want to go into it. But one... One of Guru Teg Bahaji's cousins, the ninth Guru, they tried to shoot them at that time, right? They're, they're a group of people and it skimmed Guru Sahib forehead, the bullet. Yeah. Uh, Guru Har Gobind Sahib Ji, a sixth Guru, their Tayaji, who is Baba Priti Chand, Guru Arjun Ji's older brother, they tried to poison them and kill them many times. Agree, yeah. So, you know, a lot of these things we can learn in our history. But when Guru Sahib Ji went there to uh, Sultanpur Sahib, because you know, the parents couldn't get them to do what they wanted Guru Nandaji to do. What happened then was that they thought, let's get Guru Nandaji married. Oh. So Guru Nandaji went to Sultanpur Sahib. If you can't control someone, just get them married off basically, right? Yeah. So Guru Nandaji Maharaj was going to get married to Mata Salakhaniji in Batala. And what's very interesting about, and this is a whole topic in itself, right? Yeah. So I know you like your controversy as well. So maybe we can start poking you a bit as well. And seeing what you want to talk about. But this whole thing about weddings, man, and cottages and stuff like that is such a big topic, man. It's a modern thing, right? The, okay, you the, think it's a modern thing? The the Anandakarad ceremony we have today yeah. is, is quite a modern mm. like ceremony. Do you think it's the influence from the West? Because what I've read, I remember a while ago, especially you know when you you knew around like when I was around my sister and she watches certain types of TV shows and stuff, uh it's like um the wedding industry is such a big industry. Yeah. It's a lot of money, right? If you look at the media, they love covering these kind of topics as well, right? I think definitely. Like, even if you look at the Gurdwara now, you have to have like, the bride comes in with the bridesmaids and yeah. they all have flowers. That's not a sticky have, thing, right? No, all of this thing is just new. Westernized. Western influence. That's, yeah, that they've got to have that walk in it. They have, they have to walk in. It's just instead of here comes the bride. Uh, you've got to keep you got them, keep them instead. In. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but the whole whole uh, ceremony of walking around Guru mm. Sahib Ji, that is actually modern, Hana. Because usually what, what was done in historically was in India in that in that time and place. Because mm. obviously we have to think of everything in the context of the time and place. Okay. It was it was done around a heaven, which okay. is a fire. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I like how you just chucked that that point in because I remember a few years ago, even in this office we're sitting in right now, the same thing came up. Because I've always been taught that Guru Nandaji walked around Gurbani. Yeah. But then you got this other kind of perspective where they say Guru Sahib walked around the fire. Yeah. Right. So I'm guessing you're more for the, the fire side. 
Well, uh, personally, I it doesn't really matter to me. Oh, I like that. Because the main thing is what we do now isn't wrong. Mm. Like when we're going around Guru Sahib Ji. Hanji. Like there's, there's so many beautiful reasons why we do that. Okay. Like for example, we, we, we say Guru Sahib Ji is the center of our, of our world. Mm. That's why we do Parakarma of them. Hanji. Um, so it makes sense that we're doing it now. And if every single Jathe Bandi, every single Sikh group has agreed to, to this, this way the ceremony is done, yeah. then, then what's wrong with doing it? Even the historical places like Sidi Hazur Sahib, the Nahang Singhs, the Pratan, Sampada, all of them have agreed. Okay. So it's, it's not a big deal to me. Well, I like that. I, I, and I definitely don't disagree with you. At the same time, um, just to kind of give a bit of a different perspective. Again, this is just us opening up the topic to do some vichar. Because again, some people may not even like that comment. Uh, with what you said about, you know, the fire and stuff like that. Well, it's not me who's saying mm. that. Let me be clear. <laughs> well, that's that, a good point. That, as was, well. that yeah. was written in the historical... Many historical grants. In grunts. many historical grants. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, there are historical grants that write differently. And they write Gurubani as well. Yeah. Well, and, and this is, again, where you... It's many different perspectives. But this is good because, again, I can agree with that. That is the case. But, of course, my Vichar is a bit different uh, according to what I've read. And what I've listened to as well. Uh, because when it comes to Guru Sahib Ji walking around the fire, again, Guru Sahib Ji did a lot of things that were out of the norm and went against many of the different aritis and different traditions at the time. So when it comes to this fire tradition, yes, it was very common in those days. And we cannot dispute the fact that even after, if we said that Guru Sahib Ji walked around Gurbani, it didn't mean that after that, every single quote-unquote Sikh walked around Gurbani. Because it took many years for this, this to change. Yep. It took many generations. That's why gurus came in 10 generations, right? You can't just change something in a, in a go. Yep. Hence why Guru Gobind said you made the Khalsa Pant, the 10th form of Guru Nanak Dev Ji, after 200 years. Yep. 230 years, 1469 to 1699. That's 230 years. It took a long time. But when it comes to um, Guru Sahib Ji walking around the fire, the perspective uh, that I'll give, another side, so if you look at, um, just to give the sources, I won't give all of them, but one is by Mani Singh Ji's Ratanavali Garant. Another one is Gurupura, uh, Siddhi Gurupura Prakash Garant. These are also historical grants as well, scriptures. And they say that Guru Sahib Ji walked around Gurbani. And the reason for that is because when somebody walks around the fire, the fire is seen as a witness. Like, you know, in today's world, we have somebody has to witness the wedding, right? And by fire, you mean the Devi Devde? Yeah, people say that as well. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but they, they say that when you do uh, quote-unquote fire worship, the haven, um, that the Devi Devde are present to accept that by the demigods. There's a lot of them, yeah. 330 million, right? But it depends on who they're worshipping. But they say they are witness to that wedding for the, for that he, that he and she that's getting married at the time. But... The Sikh Guru Nanda is saying that my witness is Gurbani, it's the Guru, it's Vai Guruji. So that was one of the reasons why they walked around uh, Gurbani. And it wasn't seven times that the Hindus do, right? It was four times. Yeah. Why right? did they walked around uh, the fire that we see today, right? That we walk around four times. And that and the point here is that that was developed over the years. You got a third Guru, Guru Amaradashi, who then changed it to Anansai. Yep. Right, so Anand Sahib is a, a prayer that we a lot of Sikhs read every single day. So they'd walk around Guru Amar Dashi. Yeah. Right. And then Guru Ram Dashi Lava the part, which is famous today, right? And that was continued then. And there's many examples uh, of, of that taking place, right? Where they'd walk around the Guru. 
Uh, and then Lava the Bart was then introduced by a fourth Guru, uh, Guru Ram Das Ji. But just an interesting point on when it comes to Guru Nandaji walking around Gurbani, people may debate that point, which is fine. There's definitely two sides to it. But then there's Gandha Sahib. What's that? Gandha Sahib, Gandh in Punjabi English means wall, wall right? Yep. The wall looked like it was going to fall. So at that time, when this marriage is going to take place and Guru Sahib refused to go on the fire, the families finally agreed to it. But Guru Nandaji, the, the, the Brahmins, the priests who are going to do the wedding, that like, we can't do this, we can't change this, so we have to do something about this. So they thought to themselves, look, there's this wall that Guru Nandaji is sitting under. They go, if we push the wall over, we'll kill Guru Nandaji. And there was just like this auntie or this bibi at that time, this old lady, and she came and she warned Guru Nandaji indirectly, saying that, you know, they may check this wall, this wall may fall, is what she said. Hmm. You should maybe move away. But Guru Sahib said this wall will never fall. And that Gandhi Sahib is still there today. And that is in reference to why Guru Sahib Ji went around Gurbani and not around the fire. So I guess that's like physical evidence towards that. Yes. Yeah. A, a big physical yeah. evidence. Well, again, as well as the historical sources and many saints who would agree with it as well. But again, it's not something we need to fight over. I think the just it might be a controversial point. Yeah, we might be better off nowadays if some people did a heaven wedding, <laughs> only because a lot of people when they get married they don't know what they're doing anyway. Yeah, they don't know what good, what the gurbani means or anything, and mm. like there are people who aren't really into sikhi in that sense. It's yeah. just because like their parents have told them to do it, and so they're doing it. Yeah. So in that sense, if they were to do it, it'd be... <laughs> it's, it's just a ritual then. It'd be less biadvi, I think. It'd be less biadvi, less disrespect, but it's all a ritual then to a lot of people, right? Yeah. And, and this is the issue that we really want to... Fo I want to focus on because I thought about, let's talk about weddings in this podcast. But this is the issue is that when it comes to Anand Gharaj, it's, it's... People don't know why they're doing it. People who have no interest in Sikhi are just doing it because it's like, that's the Sikh wedding. Yeah. That's, that's the ceremony we have to do. Again, it goes back to the whole thing about, you know, marriage and not, and it's not about Guru Sahib Ji. Because one thing that is very interesting, and I remember doing it once on stage and everyone started laughing. And because, look, we spend thousands of pounds on a dress. Hundreds of thousands on weddings. Yeah, so much money, right? Like uh, my cousins, one of them spent like a hundred thousand pounds on a wedding. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Well, they didn't spend it, their parents probably spent it. Yeah. Right? And... Goes me off topic again, but one one of my friends once said to me that his friend was offered uh, this this thing was put in front of him by his parents. We'll either buy you a house or you can have a big wedding party. Yeah. Guess what they picked? The wedding party. Wedding party. I was like, you're crazy, man. Your friend is crazy. Why would you pick that for? Why would you not pick the house? That's an investment. Yeah. That's gonna go with you. That's gonna help you and your family in the future, right? Yeah. But this blew it all on one day. Yeah. And what do you think most of it goes on? Alcohol. Alcohol and DJ. Right, DJs yeah. charge so much money. Mm. Right, no disrespect to them, but like they spend a lot of money on uh, DJs and stuff like that, right? But when it comes to Guru Granth Sahib Ji, how much did they spend on Ramallah Sahib? Probably five pound. Five, 10, 15 pound, 20 pound. Yeah. On the whole point of the wedding was for Guru Granth Sahib Ji. It was to become one with the Guru. That's why we're here. That's the only reason. The reason why we get married is by Guru Dashi says to us, Gyanan me Gyan Ara. That means that the highest type of gyan is the Guru's gyan, the Guru's knowledge. The highest type of concentration is concentrating on the Guru. But they say the highest way of living is to live in a householder's life. To work together to meet the one. 
to support each other, to see God in that individual. So actually, we've lost that focus that the main focus should be the Guru and actually getting married is just a way to help you, is a path to help you. To help you, to, to get the to one, the Guru. To get to the Guru. So actually, the main focus isn't the couple getting married, it's your journey connecting with the Guru and as a couple together. There's a really nice analogy that about the triangle and the two lotus flowers facing the sun. Mm. Um, and if they both face each other, then actually they won't get sunlight and they'll they'll die obviously and drown. Mm. But then if they face the sun, they grow up and they flourish together and they get closer together, even though they're facing towards the sun. Because they're getting closer to the sun, they're getting closer to each other. Exactly. Because they're getting closer to the Guru, you're getting closer to each other. Yeah. And just that point of when Guru Bani says, Ek Jyota, Doi Murti, that there's one light, uh, but there's two bodies. Talk about he, the the couple, yeah. but that light inside you is the Guru. Yeah, that line is very commonly used for the couple that's saying that you're now becoming two bodies, becoming one soul. Yeah. But actually, you can even apply it towards the Guru. You say that you're becoming one with the Guru. 100%. So like, if you just look at the Pankti, they're saying... Uh, don't call him a husband and wife Ben if they just sit together doesn't make, according to Gurbani right that that is a husband and wife where there's just one light now that one light is obviously between them two is one light but it's, what is that light it's the guru it's why guruji and very commonly uh, Guru Sahib uses that analogy of husband and wife between us and Vaiguru. Yeah. As we are the soul brides. Yes. Trying to marry the husband lord. Hanji. Uh, but the, the point here again is just that it's just that light. And this is the point that on that day you'll get you'll have an opportunity to marry the Guru. But we don't see that again, just in the actions, right? You could spend thousands of pounds and all these other things, but on our guru, it's just like, oh yeah, on the day we're gonna walk around, quote unquote, this book. But that is the most important part. That is our life. That is the ish of many people. And that's why when you read again history, which I keep banging on about all the time, people gave everything for the Guru. They sacrificed their life for Guru Granth Sahib Ji, right? Yeah. Everything, Guru Granth Sahib Ji is sent to their life. That's why you get to walk around Guru Granth Sahib Ji four times. And people today are complaining about who gets to walk in front and who gets to walk in back. Just get over it, man. The main point here is that you get to walk around Guru Granth Sahib Ji and the Guru Granth Sahib Ji is the center of your life. Yeah, these are the things we we are so focused on the wrong things. And today's world is it's like, but this is this is the essence. And on our side, it's not just us here complaining. No, right? it's not me complaining to you about it because it, we it have ca it causes so many issues. But we've put things in place though. We've got a non garbage course. Yeah, basics. Shout right? out to basics. Well, shout that. on the on the shout out the basics on the basics podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we've got a actual Anand Garage course that we've been delivering for the past three years where we educate people on the Anand Garage. Yeah. Saying that if you're going to do this, this is what takes place. And what's really cool is even one uh, Godara Sahib actually put that in their contract. So when you get married at any Guru God, you have to sign a contract. Yeah. So they put in there, um, as well as all the other things you have to tick, yeah. that in any other contract probably, they put at the bottom, you have to go on the basis, basics of Sikhi Anand Garage course. Yeah. And so they have to like pass the course. 
yes. in order to do the which makes so much more sense mm. if every Gudara Sahib implemented that system because mm. we'd have so many less problems and then the, the couple would actually know what they're doing as well definitely and it would build so much faith with them because a lot of issues that we have with interfaith marriages we can't really blame the couple or the family it's kind of like why didn't the Guru God say anything to you yeah. But then again, on that side, that's the education, right? Yeah. That do we understand that when you're doing an anandka, that you're walking around Guru Granth Sahib Ji, yeah. right? And you're 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 given an oath, you're taken upon an oath, and you're saying to the Guru that I bow to you and I'm a sacrifice to you as well, rather than going to doing destination weddings at hotels. Well, yeah, that's a a big topic in itself, right? Yeah. When it comes to destination weddings, but this is. You know, there's a lot of ways of tackling those issues. And the way that we take it is knowledge is power, right? Definitely. Arm yourself with knowledge. And if we just educated people, then a lot of times they wouldn't bring up these points. Like uh, one of my uh, close mates, another uh, Gursik Singh, he's a teacher. And he did a topic in school because it's cool. He got, I think it's like a, a Christian school, like the Catholic schools. But obviously a lot of Catholic schools today, you have a lot of Sikhs and other people going there. Yeah. And he has a, he has a Sikhi club. In that high school. Wow. Really cool, right? Yeah. And he, one day he did like a topic, a debate topic, and it was about Anand Karaj. And should Sikhs allow interfaith Anand Karajis? And he goes, at the start of the talk, a lot of the kids said, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> He's already kind of walked into it. Yeah. But all yet, he didn't tell them that this is not correct. Yeah. Right? He just kind of let them understood the whole essence of Anand Karaj. Yeah. And then they naturally started to say, actually, No. Right? They, they, actually, this is not the case. Because so, so now you've touched it, we're going to have to talk about it. Interfaith, interfaith marriages. Well, bye. Well, what is the reason then? Why did the kids say no? Because it's this whole idea of equality. Equality. Why right? that Sikhi is all about equality, which it is. But equality is different to what we think equality is. It's not the same equality where everybody can do the same thing. It's everybody has an equal opportunity right, to connect to the one. Yeah. But people have certain duties. Right? And some people are closer to the one and some people are, are further away. Right? But it's like just because everybody can come out of Langar, it doesn't mean that everybody can walk around Guru Granth Sahib Ji and, and do the lava. Right? Because that requires a commitment to the Guru. Yep. You got, I mean, even when it comes to Amrit Sanchar, if you look at the five Sikh ceremonies, not everybody can do an Amrit Sanchar. Yep. Not everybody can, a random guy off the street can't just go to Panch and say, I want to give my head to you, give me Amrit. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, right? And so you're saying the Amrit Sanchar, uh, Anantakarid ceremony, the mm. wedding, is the same category as Amrit Sanchar in the same caliber as that. Well, it depends. I don't know if you'd use the word category or caliber, but it's, you're, at the end of the day, you're still taking the oath to the Guru. You're not marrying each other. Yeah, you're marrying the Guru as well, and that's what you have to remember. So it's it's different. It's not like any other type of ceremony or wedding. It's it has its way. And it has its things in place. It's like you're committing to the guru, but it doesn't make sense if you have multiple gurus, if you have multiple teachers. It's hypocrisy. Yeah. And these points have been raised many times in the past. I know I've been in debates for an hour or two hours, just sitting there listening to going in circles, right? So I'm not here to convince anyone. But the main point here is that if we educate them from Sikhi from the start to the present day, then a lot of these questions will be answered themselves. But people don't want to... They don't want to be educated. They just want to do that. They just want to tick that box, get married, and that's it. Yeah. And and that, that is the key point here that that we're trying to get across. It's it's that marriage with Vaiguru. Even in the lava, 
It's about tarma dreireho. It's about taking upon that righteous way of living. And even after you get married, it's about that spiritual path. So I'll give you one kind of interesting, funny story with that. Is when Guru Nandaji got married, whichever way you want to agree now, it was fire Guru Bani. The main point is that when Guru Sadhu got married, it was, it was about marrying Vai Guruji. And when they got married, their wife, Mata Salakani Ji, was not very happy with Guru Nandaji. Be- because Guru Nandaji didn't stay at home. Guru Nandaji would go out, they'd, they'd serve the poor, they'd work hard, and they'd make sure that everything was provided in the home. But Mata Salakaniji wasn't happy because they didn't have that kind of love and affection with their husband, like how many couples may have in terms of just like, you know, laughing together, spending time together. So what did Mata Salakaniji do? She complained to her parents. And I won't go through all of it, but one interesting part was when she complained to her mother, Mata, Mata Chandoraniji. And she was saying that, look, Guru Nandaji doesn't spend time at home. So Mata Chandoraniji complained to Guru Nandaji's sister, Bibinanaki Ji. And said that, look, Guru Nandaji doesn't spend time at home. Uh, you know, and she's proper going into one with Bibi Nanaki Ji. And what Bibi Nanaki Ji says is, is mind-blowing. Because it even relates to today. So what she says is, I'll just read the English out. I'll have the, the Punjabi here as well. But they say that, how can I samja to Guru Nandaji that they're doing something wrong? How can I say to Guru Nandaji they're doing something wrong here by going out and working and earning a living and serving the saints? Right? She says that Guru Nandeji is not doing anything wrong. They're not stealing. They don't hang around with thieves. They don't gamble. They don't drink alcohol. Right? So if I just read Jupna Kheleta Surana Pei. Jupna Kheleta, Jup means um, uh, gambling. Na Kheleta to play. Surana Pei, Sura means uh, Sharab. Yeah. They don't even drink alcohol. They don't even hang around with other women. Right? Um, and have affairs and you know adultery. Right? They go, they don't indulge in these kind of things. They're not greedy. They're not angry. They never raise their voice. They never raise their voice. Yeah. Right? So how can I tell them off? What is good enough that you're doing wrong? It's it's crazy you're saying this because thinking about it now, nowadays, these are all really big issues in the Punjabi Sikh community. 100%. That's what Bibi Nanak is saying that how can I tell them off? They're not doing nothing wrong. You've got everything you need in the house, right? And all the Guru Nandaj is doing is serving the saints. They're not doing nothing wrong. But today, that is the issue. Again, I'm just doing Patachar myself, being exposed to many different types of people and families. But I've even been in situations myself where I've had family members who are not happy with me because their child is now not doing what a normal teenage kid does. Go out and, you know, have fun and play football. And you know, probably start drinking when they get older. Yeah. They go into the god that I did. <laughs> so, <drink> seva. <laughs> so they're so they're, they're angry at you because their kids are not they're going to the god that ending seva. Yeah, and they're not and they're doing part and stuff like that. Instead of like And they're keeping a, their hair and they wear a turban on their head now. Yeah. You get that's I mean? crazy that we have to realize that we can't just say to kids, look, be we don't we never say to kids be rude to your parents, first of all. You can never talk back to your parents. We never promote that. Yeah. And I, I do understand when kids come into Sikhi. That they can come a bit hard. Yeah. You know, like they start, you know, cussing everyone else. And like, you know, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go to weddings, parties. Yeah. You know, drinking is bad. You shouldn't be doing this. That is the wrong way of going about it. You're not creating a good picture, right? For the family of what Sikhi is. Is this yeah. what does this does, does to kids, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's got to be from both sides. Yeah. Especially in today's world, right? Because we know that, you know, kids don't have that respect for their parents. 
in and general. Interestingly enough, uh, I remember when we we listened to Sri Nanak Prakash Katha from Mustaji, majority of it at the start is just Baba Kalu Ji telling Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Turn them off. And every time Guru Nanak Dev Ji is just like, Didn't they, speak they, back. Just, they never speak back. No. no. No sign of retaliation or anger or ego or anything. But in the world we live in today, that's not the case. No. People talk back, look in schools. Yeah. I spoke back to my teacher all the time. I can imagine. I got... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, I once got a detention for yawning. Really? For yawning in my science class in year eight, I think. Yeah. For yawning. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's not justice. That's not justice, right? Yeah. That's not justice. Tarunaj is going to hear about that, yeah. right? But the point here is that it's very different. But Guru Nandeji's sister explained that if you want to please Guru Nandeji, then you have to do Seva, Simran, and Sangat. And that is the that is the foundations of even Anand Garda today. Is you're doing it together now. You're not on your own anymore. Yeah. You're living together in a household, and together you're working to get closer to Vai Guruji. Yeah. That that is the difference, right? So, and I think a lot of people just to add to that forget that Guru Nanak Dev Ji was God. Hmm. They were the the root the form of God on earth. Hanji. And like they do these things to set examples for us. Hundred percent. And we try and strive. We should try and strive towards that, right? I, I like that point. And it's good you raised that because uh, a lot of things that we see in history, we may think that how come they fought like that, these people? But it was to teach us. It was to teach us how we need to live our lives. That's why we read history. Yeah. People like to cuss history and stuff like that. But in the, the day, it's for us to learn from. That's the importance of the history. Take the the essence, the the thought from it, um, from that history. And Guru Nandaji didn't just stay there, right? So there was two main places where Guru Sahib started off, right? You got Pakistan and Ghana Sahib, and then Sultanpur Sahib in Punjab. But Guru Sahib then continued, and they were gonna go on a big journey, right? Traveling around, but it's quite cool because they set whenever they did something, they they just did it in the biggest way possible, and this. Kind of helps me because you know we do parachar and we do the seva, right? We can never please everyone. Yeah. Right. Just look at the comment section. Right. Just to put it out there, we do read the comment section. Yeah. And a lot of times I roll my eyes at some of the comments. Yeah. And it's like just don't even bother replying. Mm. And it's like, would you say that in in face to face to someone? No. Do you think they would? Most of these people. No, it's keyboard worries. Keyboard worries, right? It's just it's like, what are you on about? Just sometimes like, what are you on about? Just don't get irated by it. But it's like some people are just crazy. With what they what they type right, but then when you look at Guru Nanak Dev Ji, they didn't please everyone. Yeah, a lot of people people try to kill Guru Nanak Dev Ji. They chuck stones at Guru Nanak Dev Ji when to, when they went to certain places. And one example of that is when they came out of the river Vainadi, and then Guru Nanak Dev Ji was going to leave on their travels. Yeah, and it's like it's a big build up. And do you know the famous line? What they say when they come out of the river? Uh, Everyone na, knows it. Na koi Hindu, na koi Muslim, right? Yeah. So that was a uh, the the famous line, but that was said many times. They didn't just say it then; they said it a few times afterwards because people were like, "Did they say that?" Like, it's like the good non that you actually say that there's no Hindu, no Muslim. You know what that means, right? As in, what was the context in why they were saying it? Well, I thought I did, uh, but then recently I found out that the the term Hindu has actually changed its meaning. Okay, so. Uh, originally, the term Hindu was given to the people living in that area, okay. in like the Indus Valley area, okay. rather than now how we think of it as a religious term. Mm. Um, and actually, it was in modern times when the uh, British and the colonizers invading India, uh, they gave that term of Hindu to the people living there. 
as like an organized religion. Okay. So it's changed, it is developed over time. Mm. And even if you look at Bai Gan Singh Nabha in Mahan Kosh, when they give a different definition of Hindu. And Bai Gan Singh Nabha is like a really big scholar as well, right? Very big scholar. Yeah. So if you look at the context of that time, Bai Gan Singh Nabha actually makes multiple points. And firstly, they say that the term Hindu was only used as the people living around the Sindhu river. But then secondly, he says, we don't know where this meaning of Hindu has come from for in a religious sense. We don't know where the root of it is, mm. but certainly it developed into that. Because even if you look at a lot of modern um, Hindu scholars nowadays, or like uh, famous ones like Swami Vivekananda, he actually said that that term is modern term. It wasn't in any of the Vedas or the Shastras. Mm. And all of those Shastras were actually different, like opposing to each other. Mm. So the six Shastras, they all say different things. So when people say to us that you're a Hindu, this it, it's like quite a broad term. Yeah. And so it slowly developed into the term that we think of it as now as an one organized religion. Yeah. So when I think of it at that time, when, when Guru Sahib Ji said it, Nakui mm. Hindu, Nakui Musliman, mm. the way I think of it is Nakui Hindu in the sense there's no one uh, living up to the Indic practices. Okay. The Indic religion, mm. religious faith practices. Okay. And then there's no one listening, living up to the invaders. The Muslim man. Because many times when, when Guru Sahib says Hindu in Gurbani, they also say Turk. Yes. And so Turk isn't a religion. Mm. It's a geographical location. Mm. So you, we can always relate it back to that, that the yeah. Hindus were the indigenous people and mm. the, the Turks were the invaders. Yeah. So Marad was saying there's no one living up to these, um, their faiths of the in, indigenous the people. Practices the practices. The practices. Right? And that's, that's that's exactly what it is. Of course, they weren't saying that there's no such thing as a Hindu or Muslim, because of course these people did exist. It was that they weren't living up to their practices. So you know, it's it's that thing because it, all the time we get these comments of people saying, even when you're in school and you know that you know Guru Nandij was a Muslim, Guru Nandij was a Hindu, all these kind of topics. But if we ask Guru Nandij themselves, uh, you know, we can see what they have to say about it, what they have to say about these faiths as well. Right, because even people start to question us about our own scripture. And what's interesting is that if we don't know our own history, if we don't even know our own scriptures, and these people from different faiths, they know their own faith very well, but they know more about our faith. They probably more they probably know more names of the gurus than we know. Some like if you look in some of our families, we don't even know names of our ten gurus. Mm. Right. So they know so much. So when they start chucking a bit of information at us, we get startled yeah. and we're like, whoa, what's going on? I remember when I was in school, like, I was told I'm going to go to hell if I don't become Muslim. And it did affect me, I ain't going to lie, back in like year seven or year eight when I was like 11 years old, 12 years old. Right? But luckily I didn't come back. <laughs> but the point here is that they're very clever at how they question us. And I think uh, if you look at the video of Bajagrad Singh and the Muslim, uh, what's his name? Dawa, Dawa man? There's bare of them, man. They, when, when they had the debates Yeah Those are like some of the most interesting videos Everybody watches them They're the most viewed on the they channel are, they are, they, Those are like obviously the kids stuff yeah. But the point is that nobody wants to learn about Gyan Right? In terms of Sikhs, right? Yeah Which is, is what it is, right? People like watching the controversial stuff yeah. And that's one of the That was very clever how Pai Sabji did that, right? It wasn't to debate It's because the new people were going to come in To the channel through that stuff Yeah Obviously to tackle the issues But there's many reasons Why Pai Sabji did it But even That was probably one of the first videos I watched The, the Hanslow one 
Yeah. Right with the doll man, the rhetorical devices guy. Yeah. But then that kind of then channeled me through to all the different kind of videos. Yeah. Uh, which I enjoy watching more of. Of course, that stuff is so entertaining. Mm. It gets some popcorn. But you know, if you look at the Hyde Park ones, they were like times because I was there as well. Oh, really? I was a I was a cameraman. Oh wow! Check me out, so, man. Yeah. So that's why it was shaky. That's why we can say now. <laughs> it wasn't shaky. Yeah. It was windy sometimes, actually. To be fair, look, you wasn't there, right? The conditions were not good. Yeah. There was sometimes our hands were frozen. Yeah. So you can imagine Pius of standing on top of that, like it was like a little ladder he stood on. It was cold. Mm. But the thing is that I got to see everything. Yeah. And what people used to do and what kind of questions they used to ask. You know, like you, why did Guru Nanak did you say become a good Muslim? And I actually have a Shabad on that as well. Yeah. The Guru Sabri says that. Interesting about the Shabad is that they said this after saying that there is no Hindu, there's no Muslim. Right? Because people ask us, why did Guru Nanak did you say become a good Muslim? Why become this kind of Muslim? But they don't realize that there's a context to that, that they said that after saying there is no Muslim or no Hindu. And what happened then was that a Muslim priest came and spoke to Guru Nanak Dev Ji. So this Shabbat is actually a conversation between Guru Nanak Dev Ji and a Muslim priest. So, you know, when it comes to Gurbani, we can't interpret it in just one way because Gurbani is just like an ocean. So just some things to point out, we'll see through the Shabbat. First of all, Gurbani is poetry. It's meant to be sung. And we know in poetry, there's many different poetical devices that are used. So there's many ways you can interpret that. That's the first thing. But then you go look at the context, which we just talked about for this Shabbat. There's many different things that we have to take into account. Right? Who is Guru Nadeji? Who is the Guru speaking to? The Othanka. The Othanka is another point. The background, the story. What was the reason for reciting that? So we've got three things now, right? We've got poetry, context, background, story. Then you've got to look at the entire Shabbat. You've got to look at the whole play. You can't just take one line out. One of my favorite examples is from Japji Sahib. Ketia Muraka Kahi Kai. That means many fools eat and eat. Yeah. That someone could make that to a fat joke. Yeah. Right? That, that people are overweight are fools. Yeah. It doesn't mean that at all. So you can't take one line out of context. Another thing is rag. Is that the musical measure? And I think Siri Guru Granth Sahib Ji is probably the only uh, scripture, yeah. like religious scripture, mm. which has been uh, categorized in by rag, by music. By music. Which is so beautiful. And on that point, as you know, because I know you enjoy your rag, Kirtan as well, different rags invoke different emotions. Yep. So if you've got one message from the Guru in two different rags, that emotion can portray that message in a different way. Definitely. So if one rag, if, if you got someone saying, be quiet. Yeah. If I said it to you in a happy tone, <laughs> be quiet. Yeah. It sounds a bit weird, right? But you won't get offended. Yeah. If I said it in a serious tone, be quiet. Yeah. It's different. The message that, that is- That didn't offend me either. Yeah, Just whatever, right? Because I'm such a nice person, right? Yeah. But the point here is that that the message is different because of the tone it's sung in. So there's there's so many different ways that we can look at Gurbani, even the reader themselves. Who is the Guru speaking to? So we can't just look at it in one aspect. So when people come and they try to translate Gurbani, Guru Granth Sahib Ji Maharaj Ji. And actually you missed out one thing. Hmm. The way it was written, the grammar and the actual uh, letters used. Yeah. That's another thing as well. So again, look, now we're just chucking ideas at each other, different things. Yeah. It's, it's so beyond. It's so, there's, it's endless. Gurbani is endless. But if you just look at the Shabbat now, did you find it on yeah. your phone? So if you look at the first line, I'll, I'll read the Punjabi. 
you read the english translations ठीक है अभी द गुरुमुखी मुसलमान कहावन मुस्कल जा होए ता मुसलमान कहावे व्हाट डज इट से इट सेस इट इज डिफिकल्ट टू बी कॉल्ड अ मुस्लिम इफ वन इज ट्रूली अ मुस्लिम देन ही मे बी कॉल्ड वन व्हाट डज दैट इवन मीन नो आइडिया नो आइडिया राइट मुसलमान कहावन मुस्कल दैट्स फाइन व्हाई इज डिफिकल्ट टू बी कॉल्ड अ मुस्लिम जा होए ता मुसलमान कहावे व्हाट डज इट मीन हे इट मींस दैट इफ यू हैव दीस क्वालिटीज देन यू कैन बी कॉल्ड अ मुस्लिम But you're going to find in the English translation, "jahoe" means if you have those gun. Yeah. But where are you going to get those qualities from? Is it further? It's further. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Now you can't just take the first line. Yeah. So we've already tackled the point about context and reading the entire shavad. Yeah. And we talked about Tanaka. Right. So Guru Nanak Ji one day, one day, one day, one day didn't sit on a rock and say, "This is how you become Muslim." Yeah, they told the Muslims, "There's no such. You're not following your own the, faith." Maharaj went to the Hindus, the Sids, so many different places. They went to and they tackled all these issues directly. Face directly, to face. it wasn't just sitting in their room one day. They said it. Yeah, they went there and had these conversations. Like if you just to go off topic quickly, because mm-hmm. you mentioned it now, it's good you mentioned it about the Hindus and the Sids. When Guru Sabji says to the Sids, "Munda santok sarampata choli." They're saying to them, "Mundas and talk. Make your earrings the earrings of contentment." Yeah. So does that mean if a Sikh reads that he starts wearing earrings? No. No. It means that you make your earrings the earrings of contentment that you should take upon contentment in your life. Yeah. So here, the Guru is saying, focus on the qualities. So even though Guru Sahib Ji was directing it towards those people, we can still take something from that message. Good bonnies for everyone. Yeah. Of course, we have to look at the context. They're speaking to somebody, but good bonnies for everyone. So then, is how do you apply that into your life? Because I'm not going to wear earrings. Yeah, I used to wear earrings back in the day. Really? Because in the Munna days, before Zamaratari. Yeah. Right. Both ears. Right. Representing. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but the point here is that we take upon the goodness and talk. So that's why also the reader has to have some math. Yeah. The reader can't be ignorant. A lot of these people are just ignorant who translate in a silly way, but you got to have that why that babek buddhi have wisdom. It depends on the intentions of the reader, right? Definitely as well. Like, intentions like at the at Hyde Park, obviously they had intentions to put down Sikhi. Definitely. So they would say all these shabads out of context. And if we just look at the third line, so ignore, just don't skip the second line. The avvala aul. Look at the third line now. Read that to me. Can you read that to me now? मुस्लिम दीन मरण जीवन का परम चुका In the English. translations, right? It says yeah. It's actually Muslim. All right. So it's Kaske, right? Yeah. It, it, it's pronounced with a adak. Yeah. So it's not Muslim. It's Muslim. And so that what means, does that mean then? It means steadfastness. Yeah. It doesn't mean Muslim. Okay. So if if just one day a random guy came up to you and said to you, Guru Bani says, what does the English say? I haven't got it here. It says becoming a true Muslim, a disciple of the faith of Muhammad, let him put aside the delusion of death and life. But it doesn't mean Muslim; it means uh, steadfast. So, what what is the full meaning? So, hoy Muslim that that one who becomes steadfast 
in their tarim, deen mohan, in their in the practice of their faith, yeah. to their ish, to their beloved, they go murder the jeevan ka paramuchaka, where they lose all kind of delusion of life and death. It's, it's talking about that love that you have with your ish, with your your peer, yeah. your guru. Right, so look, it's just completely different meaning. And I think one more thing that we forgot about is the language that Maharaj used to speak in. Because mm. depending on who they went and met, yeah, if it was someone who was <clears throat> Farsi or Persian, yeah, then Guru Sahib would speak in that language. There you go. Or they would speak in Punjabi or Hindi or whatever it was. They were here for everyone. Yeah, it goes back to the start of the podcast that Guru Nanak is not just here for one type of person good knowledge is here for everyone yeah so th- this blows my mind right obviously they spoke to uh the hindus as well so again when people say they told the muslims they said how to become a good muslim so you should become muslim but then if you look later on they say to the hindus how to be live the life of a, a hindu in yeah. like you said earlier in terms of that those practices yeah right again kind of putting everyone into one again the qualities are universal it's it's not that like Guru Sahib did use it in a broad sense yes. of the people of that faith Hanji. in that region, but the way we think of it now is mm. quite different because we've been brought up with a Western lens. Definitely. So the the colonizers organized and categorized everything into that's that religion, that's that religion. But so in that sense, if we try and look outside of that lens, mm. then we can kind of understand what Guru Sahib did. Just don't be boxed off, basically, right? Exactly. And and they say later on. Uh, a few shabbas down, a few prayers down. They say Hindu mule pule akuti jahi. Like even the Hindus have lost their ways as well. They say all these people, they you've all lost your ways. Which if you read the history, they have. And one really interesting thing that they say is uh, they say le pujahe gavar. They say that you worship these stones. They say ohe ja aap They say that what you're worshiping is drowns. You the stone drowns in water. The idol. The idol. So what's going to happen to you then? If if you're worshipping something that's going to drown, then you're going to drown as well. Right, yeah. right. So look how powerful their teachings were. Guru Nandajis. And how that changed the way of the way that people think. And that links on to when Guru Sahib then travelled. Yeah. But they didn't travel on their own. And it's crazy where this is going because it all links back to the start that we're so boxed off because when Guru Nandajis left, one of their companions by Balaji who is the other companion? Bhai Mardana. And what were they? They were Muslim. <laughs> right? So even for Sikhs who push other people away, but even for people of different faiths, we're all, we've all got it wrong. Yeah. We've all got it wrong. It's not about your labels. Yeah. It's about your qualities. It's about that love. And I know you did a lot of research into Bhai Mardana Ji as well. So tell me some stuff, man. I know you went to Pakistan for uh, to research Bhai Mardana Ji as well. So when it comes to Pai Mardana, it's so amazing the history because Guru Sahibji chose them uh, and they were they were from a Marasi background and um, they actually used to sing the they were employed by Guru Nanak Deji's family to sing and memorize the family lineage. Mm. So like going back to father, grandfather, great grandfather. What's their father's name? Uh, Baba Kaludi. Grandfather's name. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not, that's not my job, okay? <laughs> that's not my job. That's your job. That's not my job as a Sikh to know my guru's grandfather's name, right? Yeah, well, you tell me. Baba Shivanamji. What's their father? <laughs> Great grandfather. Something like, uh, I actually had to um, give it to someone a few days ago. One was that Lakpat Rai came up. Everyone was like, uh, like Ram Narayan, Baba Nam, Ram Narayanji. 
Yeah. So these were the names of them. Bahanji Kayon with Bai Maradana Ji. So they, so they knew all these names then that we're struggling to say right now. Yeah. So they, they would have memorized. That was their job, um, like to serve the family in that way. Mm. And it, such an amazing thing is that now we say Bai Maradana, but what does Bai actually mean? Very respectful term. It's a, it's a term which means brother. Brother. Very, very not like Veer or no. Baji. Yeah. Very respectful. Pai. Very high respected term. Only like the highest people get that term around the Guru. Mm. And Guru Sahib Ji gave that term of Pai to Pai Mardana. Wow. Saying that you're my brother. Mm. So that, that's so amazing. And then they took Pai Mardana around the, the world with them on all their travels. And there's so many stories you can hear in Sri Nanak Prakash of. Mm. So you know when you you know you look into the whole Rababi tradition and when it comes to like just Rakirtan, like just tell me a bit about that because I'm so I'm I'm kind of more along the you know like the today's kind of kirtan, the kind of Bollywood. I'm kind of like <laughs> I've got that those kind of feels in it. So what how it worked was um the gurus chose the Rababis, mm. so like Bhai Mardana. And then their family, their descendants carried on the tradition. Okay. So it it was called the Guru Shish Parampara, which is quite common in India. What does that mean? Which means um, teacher, student, guru, 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 teacher, Shish, student. Shish, quite okay. a rough translation. Okay. But that tradition was actually in all areas of of uh, knowledge. Hmm. So like artists, uh, calligraphy, weaponsmiths, they would have this ustad student uh, relationship mm. where the the family would the ustad would teach to his children who then pass it on to their children and so the rababis they did this from guru nanak Deji's time mm. and so it goes down to like um by satan balwand who mm. which, who were quite famous rababis guru arjun Deji's time yeah. yeah because of ram kali ki mm. um, and then a lot of these uh, rababis they would actually accompany the guru to their darbar mm. so they would be singing in like Sirihan Mandar Sahib, the golden temple as mm. we know it today. Um, and for hundreds of years, it would be Rababbi singing there. Mm. You would have half the day being sung by Rababbis who from Muslim background. And then the other half would be done by Ragis who were from like the traditional Sikh mm. as we think of them now. Mm. Um, and then it was only until um, the early 1900s mm. that the Rababbis got kicked out of mm. Darbar Sahib and from all these historic places. So then you're Rababbis today then? There are still Rababbis and that's what we were trying to track down in Pakistan uh, because a lot of these uh, Rababbis that migrated to Pakistan, obviously there was no demand for um, Kirtan to be sung because mm. it's majority Muslims living there. Yeah. Um, but because they were so talented musically, they went and got other jobs in like the music industry, mm. uh, like um, the film industry. Mm. Um, and so when we went to Pakistan, we tried to find those people who were left yeah. And that, that's another big topic as well, the whole uh, patronage system, mm. which is when a patron gives support for a type of art to flourish. Okay. So like... The, but doesn't that kind of go against the whole Sikhi thing about seva and doing things without asking for money? Well, it depends on your intentions, right? Mm. Like if you have the intention of, I'm going to do this um, because I want to make so much money or I'm only doing this for the money. Yeah. Then I guess then then maybe not. I'm only asking because with our saver that we do the same thing. People ask us the same question as well. To be fair, yeah. So like, I just want to hear your opinion on it. Well, what I've been taught is that when you do any type of saver mm. and the sangat gives you 
like any kind of beer down money mm. it's your duty to take that because mm. that's the sangha's blessing they're mm. giving it to you but at the same time you should do it with nishkam mm. which means without desire Mm. So you do whatever you do in life, do it without desire. So you're that's really interesting. You're saying nishkam and without desire. So you, so that's got nothing to do with money then as well. Then no. so it's even beyond the money nishkam. No, because the gurus didn't only give money. Mm. They gave like clothes, elephants, gold, elephants, everything no to to the first account part side that ever happened. Mm. The party singhs got like so much wealth, and even if you look at Mahakavi Santosh Singh. The Raja of Gertel actually gave him a whole village. A village. Just for writing like a poetry side. Well, they wrote amazing. It was amazing stuff that they wrote. An amazing yeah. thing they wrote. But like the, 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 way, the way we value it now is so different. Mm. They value the, the knowledge that time so high that they gave him like a massive area of, of land, a whole village. Wow. So what is it like then meeting these other Babis today? And uh, seeing what they're like, what is it like seeing them? So it was really nice to see the Rababis in Pakistan that were really trying hard to get back with the Sikhs. Mm. So in the sense, they would they would learn a lot of shabads, uh, a lot of Gurbani, a lot of history, mm. and they would go and sing at the Gudora every day. Yeah. Um, but it just all depends on us. Are we willing to accept them mm. back into the Pant? Are we willing I to support them? I don't think many people know about them. That's the thing, first of all, isn't it? Yeah. But this whole Muslim thing and stuff like only when. Only a few years ago, I started really learning about this at the Babi tradition and Rakirtan and stuff like that. So I guess that's where the education needs to come in, right? The, these people, their grandfathers used to sing at the Golden Temple at the Bar side, where millions of Sikhs go, mm. which is just mind-boggling mm. to think of that Muslim singing at the Bar side. What we're trying to do now is create a new system where we support these Rababis. Mm. So we're trying to support them monthly giving um, monthly money to them donations mm. where they can get a livelihood of it mm. and at the same time they're going to start to record videos of them singing Keetan. wow and we're going to try and uh, spread it out there so try and get the message out there That's but at awesome. the same time support them yes and so hopefully we'll bring that bring back that tradition the patronage system and what's really cool on that point as well is that we talk about this you're talking about this lineage right yeah then who did it start from we say by Maradanaji. But then who blessed by Maradana ji? Right? Because when at that time Guru Sahib ji had done all this stuff that we just talked about, this the Muslim and Hindu stuff, that's what was happening all beforehand. And you know, Guru Sahib ji was was staying in a graveyard uh, when they came out of the river. They were doing some again, it was it was like a big impression Guru Nandaji made that the news traveled back to their parents in Sultanpur in uh in Pakistan, in, in Nanakana Sahib. And they sent Pai Maradandaji to go find out what's going on. When Pai Maradandaji got there, Guru Nandaji said that you're staying with me now. We're going to travel. And Guru Nandaji, even before that, already given them the gift of Kirtan. They said that you've got this gift of doing Kirtan now and use it, which they hadn't used. By that time, they then got a, um, a rabab from Sanko Pai Firandaji who supplied the rabab. And then Pai Maradandaji played that and was given that, and that rabab was from uh, heaven as well, apparently, some like such kind. Wow. Um, it was from the, uh, I can't remember the name, they're like Gandharab. Gandharab, I think they're called. It's like these are the, the, the Kirtanis in the heavens, basically. And they'd given that to Pai Maradhanaji to use. They gave us peta for free. Yeah. So Pai Maradhanaji then became Guru Sahib's Kirtani because of Guru Nanaji's blessings. That'd be cool, innit? Like Guru Sahib 
blessed to survive in person today just to do kirtan in it and the voice just changed and it became so amazing that's yeah. like baba ishir singh ji as well yeah rada sa wale mahapurush like they were blessed by baba atter singh ji mast wale mahapurush to do yeah. kirtan so i guess you can kind of see that here today as all well, different saints as well mm. but it was a blessing from guru nanak dev ji and then that kirtan tradition and it's like started. if you think about it the the gurus were like maharajas mm. they were the great great kings mm. and any great king would have the best musician yeah they would have the best court musician the best poets everything poet artist everything warriors warriors as well mm. so it is quite detrimental to seeks when we say oh no no even though he's a really great artist he's not he's not got a pug so he can't sing in the gurus darbar so when we had khalsa raj yeah in it was during maharaj and ajit singh's time right yeah and most of the arm, most of the people in that raj were not sikhs yeah. they're hindus and muslims yeah and and maharaj and ajit singh as much as many who accost them a lot of the things i've been reading about recently they were a great being yeah. a lot of love in guru in, in guru sahib ji and they accomplished a lot yeah a lot of stuff they accomplished right and even just that thing they had that vision of guru nanak dev ji that they had it wasn't about converting people Yeah. Right, because that's what probably happened today. You got all convert like people are so uh, boxed off in the way they think. They think that if we had this adage, we wouldn't let Muslims do what Muslims do, no. Hindus do what they do. It's, Sikhs nowadays want to conform into one group, yeah. like one Sikh Rath Maryada, which yeah. applies to everyone. Hmm. But actually, that's not the case because there's a really nice analogy that I remember learning about in in one of those Pratan grants hmm. about. If you have many different flowers in a garden, mm. that's so much more beautiful than having just one type of flower. Hanji, and like I think that's the same case that in in Sikhi in the Panth, we need to have unity in diversity. Yes, and even though we're diverse, we're still united. We have different. I remember watching that video of Bai Jagrat Singh mm. uh, on the in the car when they when they had that Katha Kar series. Yeah, Do you remember that, that was cool, man. I think it's that video, and they say that. If you look at an army you have people in different regiments you have mm. like the medical officers you have like the scientists you have the soldiers artillery and it's just such a good analogy for us now mm. that the Sikhs we have all these different type of regiments these di- different type of groups mm. but they always work together mm. and that's the main thing we can never put one person down from another regiment just because he does something differently yeah and historically that wasn't the case hanji and just on that point comes to guru nanak dev ji that's what they came to spread in the world that unity uh, guru gan sahib starts with a number right ik and that's when they start traveling them with five mardana ji and five bala ji and and spreading that oneness that trying to remove this division of titles and color and all this kind of stuff and saying that look you all one you can all live together in harmony why well, just a, a beautiful quote i thought i'll just mention and then i think we should probably call it a rap as well uh, a rap <laughs> a veggie rap <laughs> How do you say it then? How do you say it? You say let's wrap it up. Let's wrap the same thing, then it wrap the veggie wrap up, innit? Yeah. Cost me more time for my grammar, right? But, but they say um somebody said about Guru Nanak Dev Ji. They say tare gine jata hai. There is many stars in the sky, and you can count all those stars. But but tare tare means but basically but tare na ganata hai. But you cannot count how many people Guru Nanak Dev Ji has saved. And oh. I think that is kind of fitting because all these examples you talk about, it's mm-hmm. everybody sharing that love for Guru Nanak Dev Ji, and there was a lot of people that fell in love with Guru Nanak Dev Ji even today. Yeah, uh, and a lot of things that we can talk about. Again, we've only not even touched the surface. Yeah, I just talked about you know the whole 
And I, I like what we talked about today because it's different. The whole Pakistan, India, Muslim, Hindu thing that people talk about, but just giving some context to it. When it comes to marriage, these are big topics, man. Yeah. Uh, in our, in our, in what's it called again? Right now in the world, what people have to say about marriage, but realizing that for good, now that you get married, it was all about love with Vaiguruji. Yeah. And it's even for us today, anyone who gets married, you have to, we're so focused on the he or she, as in I'm marrying this person, but you don't remember that we're, mar we're marrying a guru as well. Yeah. Right. And then the whole Pai Maradana ji and the, and the, the Babi tradition. And it was all about singing Guru Nandaji's praises. Like we, I gave, we talked about that example of that story of that father and his daughter and him saying he's going out to praise Guru Nandaji. Yeah. It, it, the way it was put, it was just, I can't even, I'm not even, I'm probably getting it wrong now, but what he said there, he just smashed it, man. Yeah. In that line, it was just, in my head, I was like, that is sicky. Yeah. And that is what we've lost. Even somebody who may look like myself has a, you know, a, the start and a, a beard, some of, some kind of beard. And you know, uh, get a barn and stuff. That is Sikhi. And that's what was Guru Nandaji's message. And that is the same message of Guru Gobind Singh Ji. But th this is the foundations that we've lost. It's like there's a Shabad in Gurbani, I can't remember it, maybe you do, where Maharaj says about the scholars or the Brahmins who are having a discourse yeah. and the house is on fire. And then, so they're talking about God, but the house is on fire. Okay. Rather than getting out of the house, yeah. they keep on talking about who is this, what is that, why yeah. is that? But the house is on fire. They I love know. that. That's amazing. And that is the problem today that we're all on fire. Yeah, There's a lot of things that we in our lives, we, we, we're all burning, but we're just, it's like your house is on fire. Why are you so concerned about these things, right? Mm -hmm. The whole world is on fire and we just folk. And I think that's what the world is doing today. They've done it for so many years. It's causing division. And a lot of the issues we see today, people are making these different groups to kind of support themselves and their, their movement. Yeah. But by doing that, you're causing more division. Guru Nandaji Maharaj, didn't, and then they use Guru Sahib's words and stuff to kind of support them. But you just, you, you're using words to cause more division. And we're so ignorant. And that's why I, I don't get involved in half these debates and stuff. Because it's all about division and Guru Sahib is all about union. So where we can do positive parachar, we can share history that is obviously referenced and building faith in people, do that. If it's just going to cause, you know, debates and all this and, kind of stuff. And even that on its own about parachar is such a big thing that listen to someone who is got faith in Guru Sahib themselves. Yes. We nowadays, a lot of the translations we've got Mm. are from people who don't have any faith in Guru Sahib. They're, and trying, just, to, they're trying to go against. Exactly. They have hidden agendas. Yes. A lot of the initial people, the colonizers that went to India and studied the, the Grants and studied Guru Granth Sahib Ji and Sikhi, mm. they had a hidden agenda that how do we put down these people? Yeah. And how do we show that how we are the greatest, how the, the British is, the British traditions are better than the mm. Sikh values. There so you go. All of the, that, that kind of thinking has been passed down in our schools mm. from childhood. It's almost brainwashed us to think that way. Definitely. So the main point here, again, is we have to learn about Guru. We have to learn about them from people who have that love and faith in them. And also are scholars. That's why we call them like Santa Gyanis. Yeah. Right? Those saints who are also scholars. Saint scholars. And that's why when you read like Suraj Prakash Granth, mm. it's so beautiful when you listen to the Sakis and the way Kavidi has written it, mm. I think it's unmatched. It is unmatched. But again, listen to it from somebody who actually has studied it themselves and has, 
a lot of sharda, a lot of faith. Because if you listen to it by somebody who's going, who wants to give it that hidden agenda, who wants to get their point across, right? Who wants to kind of, you know, put a stain on it, mm. then that stain is gonna go in your head. Yeah, I think that's the key point. You hit the the nail on the head. Listen to those people who are gonna build faith in you. Don't listen to those people who are gonna and just. Put I always down. remember Ustadi when they say that analogy about the gold coin. Yeah, they're like, if there's a gold coin in mud. Would you just leave it there? You wouldn't, right? You would take the gold from that, mm. from the dirt and clean it. Yeah. And then you would be happy rather than dismissing it altogether. Mm-hmm. What's, what was more worth? There you go. And that's what Kavisan talks in Jivaites themselves, that if you had a whole butter of milk, a whole massive bowl of milk and then a fly went in it, what would you do? Would you spill that whole milk? No. If you're vegan, you probably will. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, yeah. you know, you'd uh, take the fly out and drink the milk. Yeah. That's the most wisest thing you can do there. And and just on Kavis and Doxing, at that time, it was so uh, immense, the seva they did of, of writing all the Guru Sahib's history down, that literally every historical Gurdwara said, we're going to start doing Katha of this grant. Hmm. And even up till today, if you go to India... All the historical Gurdwari still do Katha of Surah Prakash Granth. There you go. Which is just an amazing thing. Hanji, 100%. So um, thank you so much. Thank you. For your lovely time. And uh, hopefully we can continue these. And when it comes to Guru Nandaji podcast, maybe there can be like its own section in it. Yeah. Guru Nandaji podcast. But definitely different topics uh, coming up in the future. So that's where you can work your magic and, you know, find these great guests. Yeah. And then uh, we can both probably sit on this side of the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> we can both fit. We'll, to, we'll figure out the logistics. Logistics and get more people on. Yeah. But again, we thought it would be nice to start off, again, getting Guru Sadi's blessings, starting off with a podcast about Siddhi Guru Nanak Dev Ji. But definitely um, going forward, having more topics, more discussions. Um, we're very sorry if we offended anyone for all the mistakes that we've made. Definitely. Uh, I know I made a lot of mistakes. Well, so. we all make mistakes, man. Trust yeah. me, after those, we'll be sitting there like, oh, why do we say that for? Yeah. But again, w- w- just talking to the camera, and for those who are listening, we know we make mistakes. We try our best not to. We try to research, but at the end of the day, mistakes do happen. So do please forgive us, you know, and uh, give us your positive feedback and, you know, constructive feedback. And hopefully things will only get better as we keep doing these as well yeah. and we keep having these conversations thank you so much bye guruji ka khalsa bye guruji ki fateh